Welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast, where powerful women are interviewed every week to share real inspiring stories and incredible insight to help women or anyone break the barriers, be a part of innovation, shatter the glass ceiling, and dominate to the top of their sport, industry, or life's mission. Join us as we celebrate exceptional women and step into our power. And now, here's your host, Angela Gennari. Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast. My name is Angela Gennari, and today I have two very special guests with me for a very cool conversation. So I'm welcoming Rowan Green and Shayla Shaw. Happy to be here. So glad to be here. So I am having this conversation with Rowan and Shayla today because in full transparency, they actually work with me at Titan Global Enterprises, and they are both ladies of Gen Z. So today, the conversation is conversations with ladies of Gen Z, because I think there's so much to be said for integrating a new generation. You guys are the generation coming into the workforce. You are you are our future of, you know, building our company companies and expansion and all of the things that we're trying to achieve at the at work you are really the the driving influence right now as the boomers are retiring and gen x is kind of you know in that 40s 50s kind of time frame you guys are the 25 to 10 year olds right so anyone within that generation currently is gen z so you're the ones graduated from college, getting your first jobs. And I want to have a conversation with you as women in the workforce. You know, what are your influences? What are your, what are you doing? What, what drives you so that we as employers, as, as colleagues, you know, we can better work together because I think that there's just so much mystery that I want to just start solving some, some, some things now. So let's talk. Um, and in all, you know, in all honesty, this is going to be great for me because, you know, with you guys in my office, I already know, like, I feel like I hit the jackpot with the two of you and my son, because when everybody says, oh, Gen Z, you know, this is what drives them and this, like, I don't see that, right? Because I have two very hardworking women. I've got my son who's Gen Z. He's very hardworking. And I see a vast difference between millennials and Gen Z. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit more. So, um, so thank you guys both for taking the time to have this conversation with me because I know this is, you know, just something that kind of off the cuff. And I just think this can potentially be really helpful. So let's start with what influences you today? Like where, where are your influencers coming from? Is it TV? Is it radio? Is it TikTok? Is it YouTube? Like where are you becoming influenced on a day to day basis? All right. Well, personally, I would say mostly Instagram uh-huh. um, or TikTok. I okay. don't really watch much TV except for Netflix or Hulu. Um, okay. So definitely, yeah, yeah, social media influences me. Yeah. I know the question that I had read um, also asked about our uh, buying habits, what influences that. And I would say depending on the product influencers that I see on social media absolutely influence my my spending habits, whether Mm -hmm. it be, you know, with with fashion or jewelry or something. Um, As far as, you know, I'm not about to buy like a, 
uh, fitness tea or, or anything yeah. like that. But, right, right. But typically, yeah. Okay. Media. All right. What about you, Shayla? I agree. Social media influencers definitely impact my buying habits. I watch a lot of YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, but I feel like it's important to listen to influencers, actually, because there's always something you can learn. And a lot yeah. of influencers are actually certified in their industries. Oh, interesting. So I follow a lot of, like, estheticians and uh-huh. dermatologists and hairstylists who are certified. And oh. I get influenced by them because they are actually professionals. Yeah. So yeah. I really trust their opinions. So yeah. when I want to buy a product and I want to know if it's good or not, I, like, ask my friends if they've tried it before because your friends are also a good reference group or, like, your family. But influencers they've tried it they've yeah. decided if they hate it or not and they might actually be professionals and have huh. really good opinions so. so influencers are really the thing yes. so because you know my generation it was all about the athletes or the movie star promoting a product mm-hmm. and now that's not really the thing right like that's mm-hmm. not moving the needle for you right definitely yeah okay. i think influencers are more relatable Cele- okay. celebrities you know they got paid to do it right influencers they get paid but they will tell you their true opinion okay but if you see like somebody in a commercial you know they're just doing it for right. <laughs> the paycheck yeah but also a lot of creators themselves i mean i feel like becoming an influencer is kind of necessary if you're a business runner Mm -hmm. just because or yeah really sell any kind of product just because of how prevalent social media is yeah yeah so where do you feel like you're getting all of your news are you getting your news also from social media or do you get it from tv do you get it from youtube like where do you guys learn about current events I, I get them from Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <I get> Twitter. <laughs> Definitely Twitter. Okay. And people discuss news on TikTok as well. So okay. when something big happens in politics mm-hmm. or the news, you'll see videos on TikTok of people talking about them. So okay. that's how I get mm-hmm. a lot of my information. But Twitter mostly links like yeah. scholarly articles or like right. newspapers. Okay. So it's basically a newspaper, but you're accessing it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's brief snippets that you can kind of see mm-hmm. um, and then decide if you want to read or not. Basically. Versus me, who sits at a kitchen table in the morning reading the Atlanta Business Chronicle from front cover to back cover. Yeah. <laughs> but also, all those channels, too, pretty much yeah. have social media accounts anyway. Exactly. So I feel like you really never miss out on anything okay. when you're getting your news on social media. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, when, okay, so influence are real, influencers are really driving your purchasing decisions. Um, so, what about television, Shayla? Do you watch television? I know Rowan had mentioned mostly Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, not mu- not much of it. I normally watch Netflix if yeah. I watch anything, but most of the time I am watching like YouTube. So do commercials impact you guys the way that I would say they impacted my generation, Gen X? Like, are they are they a thing or can you basically just disregard all commercials? Because you can kind of limit them, right? Uh, yeah, I definitely ignore most of them. Yeah. I watch <laughs> Hulu, and most of the time it's political ads or yeah, just yeah. stuff that's not even relevant to me. Right. So they can kind of get repetitive, and right. I just ignore them. You filter them out. It's easy to not acknowledge them. Okay. I feel like I get um, the worst ads on YouTube. It's always right. the yeah. most political ads on YouTube. And right. honestly, the, the commercials don't really influence me that much. I don't... These days, all I see mm. is just smear campaign after right. smear campaign, and it's so bad. I, yeah, so I don't bad. really. Yeah, those don't draw me into. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I just feel like it's the worst of humanity. It's the worst of humanity when you just see them out there trashing each other. Because, like, that's not how you build a network. You don't build a network in hatred. You build it in, you know, finding commonality. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. So one other question I have. What major world events concern you the most? Like, what's, you know, is is the thing that's happening in Ukraine concerning you? Russia, um, you know, earthquakes, you know, natural disasters. Like, what what is it that that is most concerning to your generation, do you think? I definitely think it would be climate change and mm-hmm. everything that's going on with Roe v. Wade right uh-huh. now. Yep. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you kind of feel powerless in situations like that. And right. You don't really know how to navigate them. Mm-hmm. And there's people making decisions for us and they might not be here for much longer. Like, right. you know, we have people in Congress who are over 80 years old. Right. But we're right. going to have to deal with the side effects of the Correct. laws they put into place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with the examples you gave and the examples you gave. Um, and, and going back to social media. Yeah. It's I feel like, you know, I'm constantly taking in all of these terrible things happening around the world. So it's it's hard to choose just one. I think right. um, personally, though, Mm-hmm. Uh, the situations like Roe v. Wade or, you know, hearing about Democrat versus Republican. Right. Since those are a lot uh, more close to home, yeah. they alarm me more than the situation mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Although, of course, I think the situation in Ukraine is worse, but yeah, it's just I'm so far away from Ukraine. It's, it's right. harder to um, identify with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so I, I would definitely that. say... The abortion rights and everything have mm-hmm. really just women rights <clears throat> in general these days. Yeah, absolutely. Really resonate. Yeah. Okay. Very valid. Um, so how much of the environment is a concern to you? Like, are you are you genuinely concerned of what's happening right now for your future? I think so. And it also makes you consider whether or not you want to bring a child into the world. Right. <laughs> Even right. like, well, if I have a kid... Will the earth be here right, <laughs> long right. enough for them to enjoy it? So it's it puts a lot of pressure on individuals. And I also feel like companies should make more of an effort to mm-hmm. be environmentally friendly and government should improve the infrastructure so we can have yes. like more public transit, yeah. things like that. So it is very concerning because it seems like it's getting worse yeah. quicker mm-hmm. than it normally would. So that's our future. That's right. what we have to deal with. Right, right. I totally agree with that. It is really alarming. And Mm. I think what scares me the most is, you know, of course, we can all do our part, Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's going to take a lot more than just, you know, a couple people here and there um, to change the environment. Um, But also what is alarming is, you know, a lot of these companies, like you mentioned, they should be more green, take better Mm -hmm. actions um, to offset carbon emissions and and whatnot. But they lie about doing that anyways. All these companies that say that they're, you know, going green, Mm -hmm. it's just a marketing ploy anyways. And, you know, it goes back to the top 1% that has all the wealth. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're using all the resources, again, to to gain wealth. And they're not going to give up wealth anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Over the wellness yeah. of the earth. Right. Yeah, I agree. So you I almost know. feel helpless. But I don't know. 
Of course, you have have to uh, have hope, you know. You do, you do. So what are you guys doing at home? Do you recycle, compost, anything like that at home to like kind of, like is that a priority at home for you? Yes, we definitely recycle. Yeah. They actually, I don't know if they make it super easy to recycle though. They don't. We had to go to the DeKalb County like trash office to pick up our recycling bin. Like they don't just bring it to you like how you get your trash can. We had to go ask for one. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of makes it hard for people but we did go out of our way to go get a recycling bin yeah so i do not recycle currently Uh um actually both of the apartments i've lived in in atlanta since i've been here have not had recycling options wow so you know it's been kind of hard for me too i mean maybe i could collect all of these recyclable goods um, and find a recycling plant right I'm not sure where one is, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I still lived in Tennessee, um, I did recycle my apartments. So. Yeah. Well, and I think it's up to, you know, I think it needs to be something that becomes a demand from the mm-hmm. residents to say, why aren't we doing this? You know, like our office building, I've, I've mentioned it multiple times to the owners of the building saying, why does our office building not recycle? So you know, as you guys know, we have a recycle bin in our office and I will take it home mm-hmm. <laughs> and recycle. Um, and then also, you know, like I, we're, our, re- our trash collection company keeps cutting back on what they will recycle. So I'm finding more and more I'm driving things to the recycle facility, like glass and large cardboard boxes and yard waste. I have to drive it to the recycle place because they're making it harder and harder, which, you know, seems to be counterproductive to all of, you know, we made all this progress with, you know, getting companies to be more sustainable and recycling. And then I feel like we just took a huge giant step back Mm -hmm. because now they're saying, well, it's just not, you know, profitable to recycle glass and it's not profitable to do this and at what point do we put the planet over profits so have you heard also that i just read this on social media so it could be um untrue but i i read that like almost all of recycling or things that end up in the recycling bins don't even get recycled anyways and end up in landfills well and a lot of things they'll tell you like if like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard if you put a pizza box in the recycle bin, it actually kind of disregards all of it because you can't recycle a pizza box because right. of all the grease and the food and the mm-hmm. waste in it. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, when when you people do that, it kind of negates the process. So um, anyway, so I, I don't know how much of their of that is true, but I just right. there's certain things that I know people are not doing, you know, they're not going out of their way to do the right thing. Um, So let's kind of turn away from the environment and world events. What's dating like in in the Gen X world or Gen Z? Sorry. Would you like to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's much different than it's ever been. Yeah. The only difference I guess we would have is the way you can meet people. Yeah. Uh, before I guess you had to meet people in person or yeah. through a friend, but now we have social media and you can end up dating somebody across the country. Yeah. So yeah, there's no more borders, right? Yeah. So so I think how do you meet be... people? What what are you using to meet people? Well, I met my boyfriend at church. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, other than that, you meet people like Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Through friends, they follow one of your friends and you start talking to them. So Okay, okay. Yeah. So social media over dating apps? 
People do use dating apps. Yeah. But have you ever used them? I used them to find friends in my last yeah. semester of college because I was like, I want to go out and I want to do more stuff because I didn't right. really do much while I was there. So I got on there like Bumble to like yeah. find people to hang out with, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. not like to actually like find a boyfriend. I feel like mm-hmm. dating apps aren't super serious. Like right. People, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I um, personally, I mean, as a single lady myself, <laughs> um, oh, I think dating is terrible these uh-huh. days. Um, I, I don't know how it was back right. back in the old days. <laughs> but dating apps are not my thing. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, they, they do. They are very not serious. And um you know, not that I'm the type to jump into relationships or anything, yeah, but yeah. it's just, I guess that level of um, shallow, it's kind of shallow, Super you know, shallow. picking people strictly based off their looks. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of men these days, at least the ones that I have unfortunately um, <laughs> tried to, you know, have relations with, I feel like it's, it's a lot just like only about sex, not really about, um, yeah what I what my definition of a relationship is, which is, you know, being two completely different people coming together yeah. as one, making each other better. It mm. just seems like most most of the guys my age are strictly looking for sex or like a woman to, you know, take him out to eat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah. let me use your car. Yeah. 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 So what is what is traditional dating in Gen Z world? So like who pays for a date? The boys pay. <laughs> I don't think that changed. You do. Yes. I guess you can run into people who want you to split yeah. the bill, but I feel like most of the time the boys yeah. offer to pay. Or Okay. I think, well, unfortunately, a lot of few dates that I've been on, I have either paid for the guy or had him ask me to split it. Okay. And at least on the first date, I yeah. think that the man should pay because- right. If I want to go out to eat, I will take myself out to eat and right. I will have a great time doing it alone. Right. So if you want to be out to eat with me, like, you know, put a little effort in, like, right, pay right, for right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I can get the next one, but right. yeah, no, yeah, I think the man should, it's just, I think it's the, like, the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I think so too. Okay. So that's good because I feel like that's a tra- tradition, you know, like a man, like, when I was growing up and, you know, really not even my generation as much, but really kind of more the boomer generation, I think the men courted women, you know, mm-hmm. and so like, that's when they really went out of their way to make mm-hmm. a woman feel like she was his priority, right? And I miss that. Like, I miss those days when men put effort <laughs> in, right? Because now I don't know if it's like shooting fish in a barrel where they're just kind of like, there's just so many in this dating app. There's just so many women. Like, I don't know why they have this. This impression that there's so many women out there, like mm-hmm. maybe not good women. And same with us. Like there's there's lots of men out there, but there's not very many good men, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it has be- it's kind of muddied the waters a little bit. Yeah. And because it's so shallow, the expectation is so low, right? Absolutely. Like the, the expectation is low. Like you have very low expectations of people these days. And it didn't used to be like that. Like before, mm-hmm. if a man wanted to ask me out, he had to put a little effort into it. He had to have courage and like use his words, his grown up words to say, hey, mm-hmm. do you want to go out? <laughs> and now it's like, Swipe right, swipe 
left and you know hiding behind a phone screen right like they they feel emboldened you know behind a screen but then they ghost you mm-hmm. there's no manners right like there's no manners in dating anymore <laughs> sliding in the dms like right? asking for your snapchat it's just it's yeah. so, like so childish right right <laughs> okay so so when guys do slide into your dms what do you think about them so that's a social media thing so instagram you know whatever so is that a way to connect with you or not really what do you think (laughs) um i think so i've met a couple of friends like that actually yeah yeah if you post something and they're like oh you watch that show too and then you start talking about it and you start being friends with them but i feel like a lot of the time sliding into dms in like a relationship way doesn't work out because they have no basis for a conversation okay it's just like hey how are you i'm good how are you or what they you start doing? off with, oh, you're hot. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it might not get too far yeah. if you don't have anything to talk about with that person. But that goes for anything like relationships, yeah. friendships. So signing into the DMs with nothing to talk about or you yeah. can't carry a conversation, it mm. doesn't get you very far. Yeah. That's also why dating apps aren't serious. Right. You're not talking about anything on there. Right. Small than, talk. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. get you anywhere. Yeah. And texting is just so non-personal as well i hate texting like you know Uh if you want to like get to know me like ask me to hang out right yeah yeah Yeah. so so what is your preferred method of communication like if a guy wants to get to know you how do they like just texting is not sufficient snapchat instagram whatever like you want to go out in person or do you want to have a phone call phone calls would be fine too um I mean, of course, preferably, like, actually being with the person, I yeah, think, yeah. is better. Um, I would suffice for a phone call because you can at least kind of, um, you know, get the tone of voice yeah. and it's a little more personal. And, um, you know, I feel like texts are just so calculated yeah. and, you know, you have that have that in writing. Like, people can yeah. like, <laughs> screenshot stuff <laughs> and send it around. And, um, right. Yeah, don't text me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Okay, cool. Um, So, all right. So then switching from dating into jobs, right? So you guys both have an amazing job. (laughs) So, no, uh, you know, I I mentioned they both work with Titan. But um, this is both of your first corporate job, right? So as an employer, and I want you guys to be completely transparent, um, what what factors lead you into wanting to work for a company? Like what what appeals to you when you're evaluating a company and saying, hey, this is good? Like what are people looking for these days? <laughs> I definitely think flexibility uh-huh. is very important, especially after COVID. Yeah. People know that they can work from home and yeah. they would like that option. Yeah. Or just, um, I feel like having mutual respect for each other with the employer and employee. Like, if you have an emergency, some companies might fire you because that's your third time calling out. But maybe your child was sick and you had to go to the hospital that day. So I think really having understanding and respect for your employees is what can really get good workers and can really influence people to want to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Um, Just, yeah, because I don't think anybody wants to just jump into a job where, you know, the CEO is, 
you know, like, for example, in Walmart, it's like you would never meet the CEO of Walmart ever. Right. And it's just, you know, you're just, it's these rules passed down by these people that you'll never know. That you'll never know. Yeah. And it's, you can't really, you don't have any say in in the situation. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely think the more um, smaller businesses, those more kind of, you know, intimate Mm -hmm. um, office settings where you can actually... Yeah, you're you're treated like a real person, right? Who has real, you know, authority, autonomy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think with small businesses, you know, you wear a lot of hats, right? Mm -hmm. And so having that ability to own your piece of it is a big deal. And I found that people who work in larger companies, um, you know, they might have goals and expectations, but there's no. they're, they have a framework that they have to work within. And I think with a small business, it's a little different because you have more of a voice mm-hmm. and you have more, you know, determination about what happens. And like, you know, you talk about timelines and things that make mm-hmm. sense, right? So that's exactly sounds to be a little bit better. So what type of environment do you perform in best? Like, I think an encouraging environment. Uh-huh. I, not that, you know, I need to be like congratulated for doing like a basic, my basic duties, but you know, I think I've just always worked better in, um, environments where, you know, my boss has been like, Hey, like, thank you so much for tonight. Um, you did a great job. Yeah. And, you know, at least when I'm, you know, supervising our employees too, I always try to say that too. And cause I just respond to that better knowing that, my job is my work is appreciated. You know, we spend so much time of our entire life working. So it should be somewhere that, you know, you feel comfortable, you feel appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's good when you know your opinions are heard. And like Mm -hmm. I was saying already, like when your employer has respect for you, because a lot of people, they get to a certain point in their career and they feel like they can't learn anything else or mm. they know best. And I feel like that is the downfall of a lot of companies. They yeah. don't want any further growth because mm. new people come in and they feel like they can't learn anything from them. Right. So if you can have like open conversations with your employer and they actually value your opinion and want to know how you feel about certain things and what yeah. steps you should take, I feel like that's very important. Okay. Very cool. All right, good. So what benchmarks are important to you? So like when when you're talking about benchmarks, like for Gen X, one of the benchmarks that we, you know, it's always about the title, the income, the, you know, the status, whatever, that's kind of your benchmark. But I feel like it has changed dramatically, you know, through the generations. So what benchmarks are you looking for? I mean, there's productivity, there's work-life balance, there's income, there's travel, there's time off, there's, you know, what, what matters? to you or sustainability environmental impact community service like what what is it that moves the needle um, for your generation coming into the workforce I definitely think income and work-life balance Uh a lot of us have watched adults around us like our parents and Mm -hmm. other people just kind of work their lives away yeah they never have time for themselves they spend their weekends taking care of stuff in the house or running errands and it's like you never really get a break So, and then it's kind of like they're making that money, but they're not enjoying it. Yeah. So income is important, but actually being able to enjoy it and buy things that you like or travel and spend Mm -hmm. time with your family is very important. So those are my benchmarks. I like work-life balance and having enough money to not 
be scared yeah if my yeah. bills are gonna be paid or not right mm-hmm. i definitely agree with work-life balance yeah um just like Shayla said, yeah, I feel like so many of our older generation, they pretty much, mm-hmm. I mean, their whole life is just work. Yep. And rarely do they get to do things for themselves. Um, also, I do like the when um, the sustainability, <clears throat> I just, uh, that reminds me of when I used to work in restaurants, uh-huh. um, working in restaurants that would always give out, you know, styrofoam plates to go box versus yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the little paper to go boxes. So little things like that too. I yeah. also notice and always, uh, made me feel better about yeah. little environmental changes. Okay. All right. Very cool. So how are you motivated? Um, like what can, what can a, an employer do to motivate you guys? So like we're, or others in your generation. So um like what matters more like team building like how do you connect the culture i think that what motivates me to do well for an employer is definitely like having creating that real relationship with them Mm -hmm. because you know if i had a manager that i absolutely didn't like didn't respect Yeah, I'm not going to do my best job because I don't care what he thinks because right. I don't like him anyways, right. as an example. Yeah. But, you know, if I like you, of course, right. I, I want to do a good job for you because I respect you wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, yeah, I just want to put my best effort out there for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Shayla? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Ron was saying just now and before about when you feel appreciated. Yeah. I feel like love just like letting people know that you care about them is what's going to make them want to do things for you in any relationship like at work or just in family if people know that you appreciate them they'll be willing to do anything for you okay so i think that's very important when you feel like your employer actually cares about you Mm -hmm. and you're not just like a mule making them money yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think that encourages people to work a little harder okay awesome So what I'm hearing from you guys is, you know, the way we can really be best employers for our Gen Z um, is to show appreciation, to make sure that we're rewarding you with some balance, you know, not not hard driving everything because, you know, again, you have to set limits because not everybody will set a limit for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like I will work and work and work and work and work at 1130 at night. And I'm, you know, like I have to set limits for myself and say, okay, after this time, I'm not emailing anyone or I'm not texting anyone. And so, you know, but it is tough because there's, you know, different generations. I think you guys are learning some of the mistakes that have been made ahead of you. You know, mm-hmm. you've watched your parents' generation and you're like, yeah, no, I want to do it a little bit differently. And I have full respect for that. And that's what one of the reasons why I really wanted to have this conversation with you guys because I really value both of you as as you know our team because I feel like we have built a really great team and we work very cohesively together but at the same time I want to make sure you're getting as much out of it as we are you know like that we are a culture that is feeding each other so you know as companies as we're building and as we're bringing our Gen Z workforce into our companies, like we want to do the right thing. But I also need to know what the female perspective is. You know, what are your concerns? How are you influenced? What are you getting? You know, where are you getting your news? Like what all of the things that we were talking about, because I think that there's just so much value in having this conversation 
and really understanding you because I think we've made the mistake in the past of just assuming you're going to come in and do things the way we've done them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because, and, and one of the phrases I hate the most is we do it this way because this is the way it's always been done. Like there's nothing worse than that. So if you have new perspectives, like I think what you guys bring to the table is so valuable, you know, balance, freedom, flexibility, appreciation, like none of those things are crazy to ask for, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think just understanding that and coming to an agreement on like, hey, yeah, we can do that. We can, you know, definitely figure out how to provide the best work environment for you so that you can thrive and do your best work. Definitely. The company is, they need to get with it because we are the future. For sure. Just like y'all were the future at one time, just like, you know, our grandparents, they were working out in the Great Depression when they're parents, you know, their moms couldn't even work. Right, right. It's just the way life goes. You know? Yeah. And I mean, remember, we came from, we've come a long way because I mean, there were our grandparents generation where they were out there working in like mines and factories at 13. Mm. And you know, <laughs> they were really just doing some crazy things that we would never even imagine doing now. Mm. But every generation, we get better and better. Mm-hmm. And so you guys coming in and influencing the goodness of, you know, what we can be doing and how we can improve is so powerful. So, all right, cool. So what inspires you? I think just knowing the kind of life that I want to have. Yeah. It really pushes me to work for it, especially now that I'm only 22. Like, yeah, I feel like I have my whole life ahead of me. And that inspires me because I want to live a certain way. And Uh not even just be super rich or anything, but I want to have my freedom and be able to travel and buy a house and things like that. So that inspires me. And that's also why I like influencers, too. Yes. When you see people doing well, it kind of grounds you. So you feel like you can accomplish that because they're accomplishing it. It's not as disconnected as celebrities. It's like regular people from maybe even your city. So, yeah, I just think that. Knowing I want to live a certain way and that is what's going to make me happy is what inspires me. Okay, very cool. I would say um, I think a lot of other cultures inspire me a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I have been fortunate to travel a few times and just not that I've been everywhere, but um, every time I have traveled, there's just always something from that culture that really speaks to me and I just feel like you know most most other cultures besides in America there's so much more like they live so much slower it's not as much hustle and bustle yeah um and I just I really admire that um yeah and then of course people in my life inspire me a lot too my mom yeah Yeah. you've inspired me a lot as well thank you (laughs) (laughs) and your mom inspires me too she was a previous guest on our podcast by the way (laughs) y'all so but yeah so um well thank you and you guys both inspire me because like i i brag about you all the time because i'm always like did i just hit the jackpot with my you know with my team because i i do feel like when when people say things about gen z like oh they're lazy oh they don't want to do anything oh they i'm like no that's not my experience at yeah. all and like I, mine is not that way it's the millennials that are yeah. lazy yeah <laughs> and i also don't even think it's that we're lazy it's that we won't settle so if we that's have, exactly if we right. have an employer that's not treating us how you want to treat us 
we're going to leave. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's not that we're lazy or we don't want to work. If you're not giving as much as we're giving, then we kind of pull back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So You know what? I've never heard it put better, but you're exactly right because my son is the exact same way. You know, like he won't settle either. And mm-hmm. it's not that he wants to job hop. He doesn't want to like he'll he's very, very committed. But, you know, he's only 16 and he's he's like, yeah, you know, I, I took a job paying more, but the environment is not as good as where I was before. So I'm going to take a pay cut and go back to the other environment Mm -hmm. because it was a better culture fit. You know, like he he enjoyed the job more. So even though he was making more money at the car wash versus, you know, fast food, he just, you know, he's like, it's just not as good of an environment. And so for him, it's just not settling, not settling and realizing that you have options. I feel like our generation, too, is a lot more in tune to our emotions. Yeah. So, yeah, we we can admit how this environment makes us feel. Whereas yeah. some of the older generations view that as weakness or laziness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's powerful to be in touch with your own emotions. I mean, y'all know me. I'm all like, you know, meditation and prayer and like mm-hmm. it be. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I'm I'm big on, you know, making sure that you feel good about what you're doing, not just that you're accomplishing things and want to know that you're happy, Absolutely. right? Because happiness is really where it all stems from. And if you you can be productive and be checking boxes all day long, mm-hmm. yep, I got married, yep, I got a house, yep, I did this, yep, I did that, but you're not happy, right? Yeah, exactly. And so if you're not happy at the end of the day, what are you doing? Exactly. So you know, happiness is way too important and life is too short. So um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 You know, be happy. And again, it's, it goes with relationships. It goes with jobs, you know, like, you know, find your happiness and, you know, don't settle. So, okay, cool. So um, I'm going to ask you guys my, my questions that I always ask. So as women, we give our power away all the time, right? Like we give somebody else credit, we we step into our power, we give away our power. So tell me about a time that you gave away your power um, and whether it was, you know, giving somebody else credit or letting somebody treat you badly or whatever it was. And then a time that you stepped into your power and what the difference was in those two instances. Honestly, when, when I hear that question, I feel like I go back to like past relationships that I've been in giving away my power um, and not, you know, standing up for myself and how I should have been treated. And um, just these last couple of years, I feel like I've really stepped into my power in that sense of, yeah, I have been, I have not hesitated recently to, you know, get somebody out of my life if they are not treating me how I should be treated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think that I really have stepped into my power about um yeah. and my self-esteem and yeah, I just I don't let negative people in my life anymore yes. and yeah, I don't let people treat me bad. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and I got to tell you the one time that I I was never more proud of you than when you stood up to one of our managers who, you know, he was yelling at you and that, and you were just not going to tolerate it. And I even remember saying like, I am so proud of Rowan because, you know, he was bigger, tougher, older, all of these things. And when the two of you guys had a dispute, which, you know, work disputes happen, but when the two of you had a dispute and he thought, you know, well, Rowan's always been shy and, you know, quiet 
quiet and and you just stood up to him and I was never so proud of you because I said look at our little Rowan <laughs> she has come uh-huh. so far I love it and and I was so proud of you because you totally stepped into your power that day mm-hmm. and you have not looked back even one time so thank not. God for that so yes yeah, um, I agree with Rowan, and I also feel like I've kind of always been good at defending myself if it's a serious situation, like if it's, if it's really black and white, and I know yeah. that they did something to hurt me, and it's very clear. Yeah. But I've had trouble speaking up when smaller things happen. Okay. Because I'm kind of scared if they're going to overreact or they're going to think I'm overreacting. Sure. And it's kind of like you're scared of being gaslit. Yeah. But I have been better at that recently at just addressing smaller things because when you ignore the smaller things, they can build up and then it'll eventually turn into a big thing and then you just don't talk to the person anymore. Mm. So I feel like addressing smaller things is how I get my power back and not even starting arguments over them but just like yeah. oh you did that and it hurt my feelings a little bit I just wanted to let you know so yeah it yeah. doesn't keep happening because you can't really hold them accountable to something that the, you never know. you never brought up right so if you get an argument one day you just say well you did this and this and this and that yeah. then they're like whoa where is this coming from <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like when you address smaller things as they happen just communicating yeah. is a way for me to have power, for me to at least know that I tried my hardest. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you because there's so many times where a relationship will end and the words were never said, right? Definitely. Like, I don't know that. I, and then it could have been innocent, right? Definitely. Like, you ignored a text and, like, ah, I did. Like, you're not even thinking about it, yeah. but like, you're like, I didn't even realize I ignored that text. Like I was just in the middle of a bunch of things and, or, or like, Hey, you didn't, you didn't respond to this. And it's like, you don't even, you, it's an innocent thing, but somebody else is holding on to it. And you've got to realize that that's, you know, but if you just communicate it, it could just be something simple that like, got it. Like I, I'll do better, you know? And, yeah. and a lot of times it is, it's like, I'll do better, you know, it just give me the opportunity to know that, yeah. that something I did hurt you. Um, but yeah, so I agree. Okay. So I'm gonna, you know, the advice to your 18 year old self, y'all ain't far from 18. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you have advice that you give to your 18 year old self? Just that everything yeah. is going to work out. And yeah. I feel like I've always kind of been hard on myself to make things happen, but God is going to just do things for you. Yes. I, I feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You don't want to ask other people. You don't want to even pray about it. But yeah. I feel like things in my life that I didn't work hard for, I got. Yeah. So it just kind of taught me that I don't have to depend on myself for everything and I can let other people do things for me and I can also pray and just expect miracles to happen and they're going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. definitely like tell my 18 year old self to not stress Yeah. and you can do whatever, not whatever you want, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <can. laughs> right. I don't have to put as much pressure on myself to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. I would tell my 18 year old self, just to respect yourself more and, and yeah, don't let these men walk over you. Yeah. Um, learn to be alone and, mm. and <clears throat> don't let yourself spiral. I mean, goodness, I went through it when I was 18. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I've come a long way and I would just tell her. Yeah. Everything's going to work out. Everything's good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Very good. Um, yeah, and, and Shayla, I know you're talking about 
everything will work out fine and don't, you know. Rowan and I, so Shayla came in, Rowan's been with me for a little over a year now, about a year and a half, and Shayla's recently hired, and Shayla was like the hands-down winner when it came to the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to just brag on Shayla for a minute, because she, uh, I gave everybody the option of doing a Zoom call or an in-person interview. And of course, most people chose Zoom call, right? Because that's the, everybody, the, 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 um, path of least resistance is what most people will choose. And to me, that's the least desirable, um, person who's going to go that, that route because to them it's, it's, you know, I don't want to work too hard for this. And that, that tells me a lot, right? Mm-hmm. That tells me a whole lot. So not only did she cho- choose the in-person interview, she came in in a suit looking fantastic. She, she came looking like she was ready for the job she was about to take. <laughs> And then the most powerful thing is during the interview, she said, I just want somebody to give me a chance. She asked for the job in the interview. Nobody does that. Nobody yeah. does that anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a power thing. Mm-hmm. You were courageous enough to come in here and say, I want a chance. And like when Rowan and I talked about it, because Rowan and I had, had both interviewed Shayla and we were like, yeah, I mean, she's the one, like she's the one she's, she's the culture fit. And, you know, we try to be fair. We're like, we should interview men and women and all ages and all this and all that. But it, it was, you know, we want to make sure that we had the best culture fit and it was an easy choice. So, um, but yes, (laughs) so, but I'm, and, and of course Rowan was brought in as, um, we, uh, we have a mutual friend and she was like, you got to hire this girl. She's just moving. She's just, out of college and she's moving to Georgia. I was like, listen, just because somebody's relocating doesn't mean that they're <laughs> going to be the right fit. And, um, and so I hired somebody with a lot more experience for the role and then created a role for Rowan. And Rowan not only excelled in the role she was given, but she also excelled in the other person's role. So that person, when they left, she, I mean, it was such an easy choice to like put Rowan into the, the more advanced position. So I, was I hit the jackpot the with y'all. <laughs> I had the jackpot with y'all. So I appreciate you more than you know. And I just want to thank you so much for all that you do. And I have one last question for you. What do you wish more people knew? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe just that if you have a positive outlook, that can impact your life even better. Yeah. Because even if you're going through a bad situation, if you sit there and sulk about it, you're just going to feel worse. Yeah. So I just feel like knowing that there's always like light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, sunshine at the end of the storm, then that will really help just your day-to-day life. Yeah. Okay. I I like it. Definitely agree with that. Kind of uh, along the same lines. I just wish, you know, everybody knew that we're all going through it and just, you know, interacting with everybody uh, kindly in your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. um, is Probably like the smallest thing you can do to really make a difference. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wish people would spread more love. You know? Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. I'm so thankful for both of you and I'm so grateful for all of your guidance and advice and insight into Gen Z. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us on. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Pretty Powerful Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this one and we'll be liking and subscribing for future episodes as well. So everyone have an amazing day. 
thank you for joining our guests on the Pretty Powerful Podcast. And we hope you've gained new insight and learned from exceptional women. Remember to subscribe or check out this and all episodes on prettypowerfulpodcast.com. Visit us next time. And until then, step into your own power.